Welcome to episode 13 of the podcast, Hot Mess to Great Success. Welcome back to the podcast, Hot Mess to Great Success. A little bit of private inspiration to organize pieces of your personal and professional life. Now here's your host, Dr. Jennifer Gardella. Okay, so I want to introduce everyone to the show today. Welcome and thank you. Quick shout out to my new friend, Colleen Muck, of the podcast Be Bold, Be Brave, Be You. Colleen was gracious enough to introduce and interview me on her podcast today. We had a fantastic talk, and I will update you when the podcast is available to listen to. So today's topics are about telling your story. I am first going to explain to you how I got my TED Talk. I've been asked this question several times and I am thrilled and honored to share the story and the TED Talk will be shared in the show notes. I'm also going to share some information on what I think you can do to make it easy to share your own story. As you will learn, I got my TED Talk because I was very clear about the story that I wanted to tell and also I'm very clear about my why, which will be our third topic today. So without Without further ado, let's talk about my TED Talk. So the TED Talk has become sort of a holy grail of internet marketing. For those of us who are in the biz, we all want to have a TED Talk. Some of it has to do with ego, prestige, attracting clients in our area of expertise. And with me, I had a little blend of all of that. And I really really wanted a TED Talk. I applied to a few with a concept that revolved around my business, and I honestly believe it was just too tied to business. TED is very, very strict in their rules, and they don't want you using it as a marketing piece. It isn't the point. It's supposed to bring new ideas. If it benefits your professional life, that's great, but it's not supposed to be the uh, directly tied to you making money. Now, I have to tell you that this is kind of an emotional story for me because the story starts with Safe Harbor. Safe Harbor is a support group, a peer counseling group in Abington, Pennsylvania for teens and actually younger children as well to have a safe place to go and explore their feelings revolving around um, grief. As many people know, my ex-husband passed away after an 82-day battle with anaplastic thyroid cancer. And my younger daughter was quite angry and needed some help sorting out her feelings. It was completely natural and regular therapy honestly just wasn't working. She needed a group environment. So we enrolled in Safe Harbor. Um, There was a parent component that I was never actually planning on attending and wound up there one night probably because the universe needed or knew that I needed to be there. And I found a lot of camaraderie at Safe Harbor, a lot of safe space for me to explore my feelings, share, and get ideas. And on one particular night in January of 2018, shortly after John had passed, I was actually at Safe Harbor talking in the parent group about how well my girls were doing. They seemed to have been in a place where they could deal a little easier with the death of their father, and we were all doing well. Allie was back at college, Vicki was exploring colleges, Steffi was enjoying junior year of high school. As the doors opened that day, um, once our sessions were over, and the kids walked down the hall, my daughter, who I had just explained was doing so well, had walked at me 
an absolute hysterical mess. Um, she had to be brought into another room as the crowd passed. And I can't say I carried her out of the building, but she was leaning on me the entire time. Part of Safe Harbor is being that safe space to explore. And they really push you to deal with the issues revolving around a parent's death that you're going to have to deal with for quite some time. What they had Steffi deal with that night were the gritty details of what happened. They were preparing her for when she met someone new, even a roommate in college, or later on in life, having you know starting a new job. And they knew that she would have to talk about it. And it's a good thing that they did because she had a really hard time. So um, I asked her shortly thereafter, hey, could I blog about this? Could I talk about the importance of Safe Harbor and what it helped you through? And she agreed. I think Steffi is, really believes that my blogging is going to somehow propel her into fame and fortune someday. I, I'm hoping it does too, don't get me wrong. So I opened the blog with the way that we start our introductions at Safe Harbor. Hi, my name is Jen. I bring my daughter here. Well, you'll hear the details in my TED Talk. And it was the start of that blog that then led me to write very honestly about what we had experienced that night. And as I walked the dog after I hit publish, I realized that I had that authentic, genuine opening, unusual, very heartfelt opening to a TED Talk. And I called my friend Mary Fran Bontempo and she agreed. Now the hard part for me was how was I going to write it? Where was I going to present it? And it dawned on me that the TED Talk would have to be given at my alma mater, Fordham University. John and I met back in 1989 at Fordham University. I was a sophomore and he was a senior. And it is holy ground for both of us and our friends. And I knew that the talk had to be given there. I did a bit of research and I found out that they actually had a TED Talk coming up. The theme I came to learn was called Breaking Down Barriers. And I was going to tell the story of my peaceful divorce with my ex-husband, who also attended Fordham with me, who had now just passed away. I have to tell you that I went really far out of my comfort zone to make the call when I heard about the theme. You see, Fordham is unapologetically Catholic, and I wasn't really sure if they would be accepting of a TED Talk that was based on divorce at all. The organizer and I got on the phone, and he was incredibly complimentary of what I was trying to do. His own parents were divorced, he, so he was a child of divorce. He actually told me that his parents would need to hear the words that I was going to say. The rest of it is history, and you can re I'm sorry, you can view my TED Talk in the show notes. I'll put a link to it. This goes to show you that people need to hear your story and leads me into my second topic. Now, what's really hard about your story is that everyone is really hard, is really, well, I have to say scared, not hard. It's scary for sometimes for people to get vulnerable to share what others need to hear. If you are building a business, some sort of presence within your industry, you need to build that know, like, and trust factor. People really need to know who you are. And you can't be scared or embarrassed. You can't think that you're boring. Everybody has a story 
And the best part is that when you connect your story with others, you actually can help them. I'll share that my TED Talk has gotten some very interesting feedback. One of my current clients recently shared with me that she hired me because she heard the authenticity in my voice and saw my words during my TED Talk. It was a story she needed to hear, and she really understood who I was as a person and being willing to share it. Um, And so I rose to the top of her list for people to work with, which was pretty exciting. Now, you may think that you don't have anything to write about. Maybe you don't think your story is interesting. Maybe you have no idea how it relates to your business. If you really want to listen to the big success coaches out there, they have all shared a deeply personal story. Some have shared stories of addiction, of mental illness, of eating disorders. There is just a whole lot of people that people, that individual, a whole lot of things that people have worked through. And whatever your story is, I can guarantee that by putting it out there, others will want to share it with you and find that connection. And I heard this really funny story from a quote, a writer not long ago, I don't remember who, that people really need to know you through your story. I'll share that someone actually thought I was a little bitchy around the edges. I know that's hard to imagine, but they did think that until they really understood my story and what I have been through. Now, one of the things that's really hard also is understanding the pieces of your story. So here is what I've started to do. You know, I do have an interesting story with dealing with my peaceful divorce, getting divorced, then making it peaceful, and then dealing with John's death and helping my children through. I I honestly hope that the universe has not given you a story at all like that. But I also recently decided to start a list of my stories. Like, what are they? I started with growing up in East Brunswick, New Jersey, with parents who were raised in New York City. Uh, I went to public school, Fordham University, worked at Rutgers. I was married very young, had my children pretty young, got divorced, was at Rutgers, got a PhD at 45. All of these things are parts of my story. And then when I need a story to tell, it's going to be a great place for me to go. Sort of like a list of uh, an easy list for me to access on that list of stories. So make your story list whatever it's going to include. And I would also include, maybe draw a line down the middle of the piece of paper. On one side have your stories and on the other side have your areas of expertise. This is something that I learned from Russell Brunson. In marketing, everything is hook, story, offer. If you have your expertise nailed down in what you do and your stories all written in one place, then it's going to be easy when you need to match them up to share your stories with your expertise. So, The next question everyone asks is, okay, Jen, this is great. I have my stories. Now what the heck do I do with it? And I want to be clear that you have so many options based on your personality type of where you can share your story. If you're a writer, you can share your story in blogs. If you actually want to start sharing your stories in a podcast situation, that's easy to do as well. You can share your stories by being a guest podcast like I was today uh, on Be Bold, Be 
be bold, be brave, be you. It's kind of hard to say. It's a mouthful. Um, You can also share your stories on videos that you upload to YouTube, live videos that you do on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You can do all so many different things with your stories. The most important thing is to share your stories wherever your ideal clients or your ideal connections are hanging out. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I used to blog for the Huffington Post. That was an amazing place to share my stories of our peaceful divorce. So again, match your story with a publication or some medium to get it out there and then start sharing. So that's how I got my TED Talk. That's how I come up with my stories that I tell all the time. The next part that I want to talk to you about, this third topic, you know, I always have three topics, is your why. Just as important as your story is, is your why. It speaks to relating and it speaks to who you are. And you need to make sure that through your stories and your why, you are an incredibly human piece of your business. Now, again, you may not be sure of your why. And all you have to do, honestly, in today's world is Google information about finding your why. And there are lots of people that will help you. The trick is to get crystal clear. I used to think when I started my business that my why was to build a huge enterprise and make a ton of money. Over the years, I have learned that that why does not work for me at all. My why is incredibly simple. My why is because my girls are watching. I have three daughters, ages 18, 20, and 22, and I want to set the best possible example for them, no matter what they want to do in their world. This means that if they want to go and build a business, go for it. I want them to know and to be able to say, my mom taught me and my mom showed me a shining example of what it means to go for it. I also want them to dream a little crazy, build nutty ideas. That's what's going to really make them, I believe, happy and successful in life. Rather than playing it safe, I know I want them to know that they can find happiness by simply following their passion. And for me, there is a piece that also, you know, I want to build something that's amazing. That's certainly part of my why, but I also really want to build something that I am proud of and that helps a lot of people. I'm actually dedicating 2020 to helping as many people as I can. That will be through my work that I do in social media and blogging on jennifergardella.com, shameless plug, but it will also be through sharing my stories because I know that so many people are out there struggling for connection and I share my stories all the time. So, I'll also share a very poignant story with you. When I was getting divorced, someone very close to me told me that you'll never make it without a man. And this speaks to why I have well, I, why I dove in so fearlessly and ferociously when building my business. You see, I uncovered this weekend at a conference that that one statement, you'll never make it without a man, is probably what drove me into entrepreneurship. How crazy is that? I wasn't just going to survive and prove this person wrong. I was going to thrive. 
And that is now what I am working on. Now, apparently a lot of entrepreneurs do get a charge from a statement like that. Um, it certainly did work for me. Uh, so I share it with you to, to just share a personal story again about what fuels me and what is my why. So at the end of the day, my why is certainly to set an example for my girls, but it is also to help other people and to build something that I can be proud of. Okay, so that is the end of our time here together. What I want you to think about this week, your mindset adjustment, this is a funny one because now we're now in 2020. And I want you to think that whatever it is that your business goal, whatever your business goals are, I want you to chase them like the dog chasing the tennis ball. Uh, we have a dog, Cassie. If I have a minute, I'll put a picture of Cassie in the show notes so you can see her. And Cassie can chase a tennis ball with such clarity and focus. Sometimes you think she is going to jump 10 feet in the air and swallow it whole. And that is the way that I am approaching my goals now in 2020. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. Please visit the show notes at www.hotmesstogreatsuccess.com. Leave a review for me on iTunes if you are so inclined. And until next time, this is Dr. Jennifer Gardella. I cannot wait to hear about your future successes.